0: Hello, welcome to Horizon at Home. I'm Erica Allen, I'm one of the pastors of Horizon, and I'm so glad you're joining us today as we continue the series Curveball, when life doesn't meet your expectations. It is the year 2020, right? The year of curveball after curveball after curveball after curveball. Um, But I I, I wanna share this hope with you this morning. I do not believe it is God's plan for our year for us to just strike out and sit down on the bench all mopey and wait for 2020 just to end. I believe God has all star level plans for our lives. Maybe the count is three and two. Maybe it, it feels like you're about to strike out, but I just want to encourage you. Settle into the seventh inning stretch. Maybe you need to call up one of your favorite people and say, "Take me out to the ball game" as loud as you can with someone. Let, let's let's get ready. Put on our rally caps and, and let it, this this ball game might go into extra innings, but let's get ready for God to do some all star level things. In our life, even when curveball after curveball is being thrown at us, I'm actually going to give the baseball analogies a break now. I just want you to know if if anyone is wondering, I miss live sports very much. I love watching a ball game um, in the summer live, I, and I miss I miss doing that. But but this morning, I want us to look at a story. Uh, where someone tried to throw a curveball at Jesus and he responds with a story that throws a curveball of its own. It's called the Good Samaritan. It can be found in Luke chapter 10 verses 25 through 37. It says on one occasion, an expert in the law. So this guy who's just this absolute amazing lawyer. He's he's gone to the right law school. He works at the right law firm. He's fought the right cases. Everyone looks at this guy and they're like he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the law. This expert in the law stood up and he asked Jesus, as Jesus is teaching all these people. He stood up and 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 the Bible tells us to test Jesus. So he he knows what he's doing here. He's pushing Jesus a little bit. He's trying to throw a curveball and he says, Teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, the man answered, the expert in the law answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. The expert in the law wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, he throws Jesus a curveball, ball, right? And who is my neighbor? Jesus is in the batter's box. He chokes up on the bat. He looks at the ball. He realizes it's a curveball, And this is what he says. In reply, Jesus swings and he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes they beat him, and they went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, Jesus says, a Levite, this, this man who's, a, who's you know, affluent, a, a stand-up member of his community, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. Didn't even look at the man. But a Samaritan, a Samaritan, a a foreigner, a person who wasn't from Jerusalem or Jericho, a Samaritan, as he traveled, he came where the man was. He walked closely by him, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, and he bandaged his, his wounds. He poured oil and wine on him, and then he put the man on his own donkey. He brought him to an inn, a hotel, and he took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii. He took out money out of his own pocket, and he gave it to the innkeeper. And he said, look after him. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And then Jesus asked this question. He throws a bit of a curveball himself. He says, which of these three men, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers, who laid in a ditch, stuck and hurt and bruised and broken? And the expert in the law looks at Jesus and he says, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So who's the good neighbor? The one who's thrown the curveball, who stands in the batter, batter's box, who keeps his eyes on the ball, and he swings for the fences, giving mercy and taking care of his neighbor. That is a good neighbor. And so this morning, that's what I had planned this, today. This is what I had planned to share with you. That in order to be a good neighbor, we have to be open and aware of the curveballs all around us. I was going to tell you what all the the man, the good Samaritan did to make sure to hit that curveball out of the park. But Jesus threw a curveball of his own at me as I was praying and preparing for this message. I was actually washing the dishes at my house because our dishwasher was broken It's hot in our kitchen, our air doesn't circulate really well in there. So I was sweating and hot. I had just spent some time scrolling through Facebook, reading so many folks who are worried about about school starting, asking whether they should send their kids, teachers worried about going back into classrooms, just a lot of fear and worry on on my Facebook feed. I just texted a friend that I was praying for as she continues to figure out what she's gonna do with her wedding. It's been just changing and changing and changing since the very beginning of this pandemic. I, I, I had so many people on my heart, but I, I was going to try and focus on the message that it is God wanted for Horizon to hear today. And so I'm standing over the sink, washing the dishes, and I started to pray. God, just give me words today to help folks, to give them hope in the middle of this, this situation, to give them give them a bit of light in the middle of this situation. God, there are so many people who feel just like that man who was robbed and beaten and stuck in a ditch. And I began to pray. I said, God, there are kindergartners who've been robbed of their first year of school pictures and celebrations and and excitement. Things are going to look very different for them. There are people who've been robbed of that because of the current situation we're in there. are Seniors who were all over my Facebook feed earlier this week, seniors in high school, Plant High School had a drive through graduation. Seniors were robbed of their opportunity to have graduation like they've probably dreamed of since they were a kindergartner themselves. Parents, Parents who feel robbed of our sanity because we are stuck with our children 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and many of us are looking at starting e-learning in a few weeks again. We feel robbed, right? Stuck and bruised in a ditch. There are pastors. Chris and I miss seeing you all. We miss seeing your faces as you encounter the grace of God as we worship Jesus. There are engaged couples who feel like they've been robbed of their dream wedding, They've rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. And have, many of them have just realized their, their dream wedding isn't going to happen. Their dream honeymoon isn't going to happen. They robbed and they feel stuck in a ditch because of what we are surrounded by. There are people who are literally robbed of their lives because of the coronavirus. There are healthcare workers who are robbed of their time working 24 hours, seven days a week. There are people robbed of all kinds of things. They're business owners and dreaming entrepreneurs who've been robbed of their own dreams and hard work as they watch their businesses suffer in the midst of this pandemic. And I just started praying, God, please offer them hope. Please, God, give those people who feel bruised and broken and robbed, God, give them something. So many of us feel stuck right now. We feel stuck in a ditch with no way out. And this is what I feel like God said to me. I believe there were also some people present when that expert of the law stood up to throw a curveball at Jesus. I believe there were people sitting in the crowd who'd experienced curveballs of their own. Who, when Jesus said this man was broken and bruised and stuck in a ditch, they started listening a little closer because they felt like they were the person who was robbed and bruised and broken in a ditch. I don't believe this story is just about the Good Samaritan. I believe it's about those of us who feel stuck, where there's not good decisions or right decisions anymore. There's just the best we can do today. We feel stuck, literally stuck, where we are. We are longing for someone to scoop us up on their donkey and take us to another place where we can heal and experience new life. I believe there were people in the crowd who felt this way as Jesus told this story. And this is what he says about the the man who was robbed and and stuck in a ditch. He says, the first person who passed him by, the first person who came by the road was a priest. And everyone in that crowd was like, that priest is gonna pick that man up out of the ditch, his bruised and broken body. He's gonna pick him up out of that ditch where he is stuck and he's gonna rescue him. He's gonna help him. He's gonna bandage up his wounds. We just know that's what's gonna happen. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, that priest walked on by. Strike one. And I I don't know about you all, but there have been lots of moments in my life where I was stuck in a ditch, broken and bruised, robbed of so much in my life. I I was stuck and I I watched things pass me by, just, just absolutely certain that they would save me, right? I was sure that, that that glass of wine one night, right, would help me not to feel so, so stressed and anxious about the, about the future. It was going to, to save me from this feeling of being stuck, this right job, this, this right amount of making the right amount of money, a boat, an RV, uh, moving to a new place, starting a new job, investing in the right stocks. There was going to be something that was going to rescue me from this stuck place, but as I lay there broken and bruised, I watched it pass on by, strike one. Anybody feel like that lately? The things that we expect to rescue us and save us go on by, strike one. And so the bruised and broken people in the crowd listened closer. How is he going to answer this expert in the law? What's he going to teach us? What's this great man, what is Jesus going to teach us? And he says, he says a second man walked by. He was a Levite, an affluent man in the community, upstanding. People like, knew him and knew that, that what he was offering was, was good stuff to the community. And everybody says, that man is going to pick this broken and robbed and bruised person out of the ditch, and he's going to help him. And Jesus says he walks by on the other side of the street. Strike two, right? This guy in the ditch is stuck. He can't move. He's bro- bruised and broken and his second opportunity for rescue walks by on the other side of the street. The thing that he thinks can rescue him isn't even attainable. They can't even hear him crying out from the ditch because he glances at him and he walks by as far away from him as he can to still get by. Anybody feel like there are things in your life that are doing that right now? You you desperately wanna be rescued and whatever it is isn't even attainable. You can't even reach out. It can't even hear you say, "I, I need this right now. It walks by on the other side of the street. Strike two. You're down in the count. Oh and two. But Jesus's story doesn't end there. It never does, right? There's still a chance for us to get in the batter's box. We're behind in the count. It's O oh and two. Things really do depend on this on this next pitch coming at us. And Jesus winds up in this story as the pitcher. He winds up and and he throws a curveball of his own. He says, a good Samaritan walks by. And everyone in the crowd, including the expert of the law, says, oh, that guy is definitely going to walk on by. Right? He's not from around here. He's not from Jerusalem or Jericho. He doesn't worship the same God. He doesn't think the same things. Th- that man, nope. The, good, the Samaritan is going to walk on by. But that, Jesus doesn't say he walks on by. He says, the Samaritan stops he sees the man broken and bruised in a ditch, stuck in a ditch, and he picks him up. He picks him up and he puts him on his donkey. He, he takes the oil and the wine and, and, and the things he has in his own bag on, on his back. He takes those things out and he, he begins to, to dress the wounds of the person who's broken and bruised and stuck in a ditch, who could do nothing but holler out and ask for help, who had no other hope except to, to hope that this line being thrown at him would be the one that would rescue him. And the Samaritan does more than just put him on his donkey. He puts him on his donkey and he takes him to a new place out of the, the stuck and bruised and broken place where he was. He takes him to a new place where he could rest and heal and he pays the price. The Samaritan pays the price for the for the innkeeper to continue to take care of him. He takes money out of his own pocket. He sacrifices some of his own wealth to make sure that the people around him, that person who was bruised and broken and stuck in a ditch, would have enough space and time, would have the right things that he may begin to heal. As I read this story, I realized that's the curveball God has thrown in my own life and to so many people I love time after time after time. See, God is the best curveball pitcher there's ever been. And God's plan for your life is not to let you strike out. God's plan is to rescue you from the broken and bruised and stuck places in your life, to set you in a place that is new and different where you can heal and experience the love and grace of God through Jesus Christ. You may be thinking this morning, Erica, Erica, that's great. I, I'm glad that, that God throws curveballs. But, but I've been looking for this pitch, and, and I've not seen it. And so I want to tell you, I want to tell you that since the very beginning of Horizon Starting, we have seen God throw curveballs. People were behind in the count, and we've watched God throw curveballs, and we've watched God have all-star level plans for people in our church. When a mom who showed up after a tragedy stole a member from her family, she showed up grieved and heartbroken, stuck in a ditch. God threw a curveball to her. She showed up at the very first service at Horizon. She had never, ever been to a church like Horizon. We were meeting at the time in in the garden club, not even a church building. And and for some reason on that first Sunday, she showed up with her two-and-a-half-year-old, and she stood in the back of the room, and she heard God say to her, I love you, and I want to move you to a new and a different place. God threw a curveball to her that day. She didn't show up expecting for God to heal her and rescue her, but God did because that's who God is. Another man showed up that day, a man who'd been drinking way too much for way too long. He was addicted to alcohol, gaining weight, life spiraling out of control. He had no control over his life, and he shows up that day, and over the next month, God threw a curveball at him as his children began to invite him into living his life in a different way. God got a hold of his heart, and he helped him to heal from the brokenness of an addiction to alcohol, and now he he continues to celebrate one day at a time that he's sober. Blake Cortez shows up at our church to video, right? He shows up at our church to help help us market, help us get, get the word about Horizon out. We hired him to do this, and he hears a message about a God who wants to rescue him. He shows up that day to do his job. He, he was he, This is what he does. He helps advertise. He helps get stories out about fitness places, and we heard about him. We asked him to help get the word out about our church, and he's standing in our church, and hears God throw a curveball at him. Blake, I want to rescue you. I'm going to take you to a new and a different place. See, God's plan for Blake's life wasn't that he, he would strike out, and Blake was baptized not even a year ago. This story God has for us over and over and over again, right? That, that when we're broken and bruised and stuck in a ditch, he rescues us. He sends some curveball that we're not expecting, and it rescues, it rescues us. And I am so thankful for that this morning. If there is someone who's hearing this this morning and you're just like, I need that rescue. I need that rescue plan in my life. Just open your eyes, keep your eyes on the ball. God's plan is not for you to strike out. God has some kind of all-star level plan for you, but it's a curveball all in its own. So go ahead and give the, give the bat to, to Jesus and let, let him hit this one for you. Let him rescue you from the curveball that's left you broken and bruised and in a ditch. And here's the part of the story that that I I believe that Jesus didn't tell, but I, I really do believe this is how this story ends. I don't believe that guy, healed in a hotel, in an inn, was carried there after he was bruised and broken and robbed. I don't believe that he went back out into the world and walked past people who were bruised and broken and hopeless and desperate and stuck. I don't believe he walked by him. I believe he opened his eyes and he saw him and he let God use him as part of a bigger rescue plan. It's a, he, he let God use him to restore the lives of others through Jesus. He gave his life to Jesus that Jesus may use him to restore others. This morning, I hope, I hope those of you who are, who are so thankful that God rescued you from where you were are out looking for the curveballs that God is throwing to you and to others to use you to restore others through and for the sake of Jesus Christ that's my prayer for us this morning. There's opportunities coming just in the next couple of weeks for you to be a part of restoring and rescuing people who've experienced so many curveballs in their lives. It's called seven days of service and Horizon is going to commit to being people who were restored and rescued by Jesus even in the midst of this curveball year of 2020. We're going to stand up and we're going to make sure others know this loud and clear that Jesus loves us. God loves us enough not to leave us in ditches. And we are going to be a part of God's rescue plan for others. And in it, we're going to feel and experience God rescue us. So if you will, go ahead on our website, horizontampabay.com, click on seven days of service, sign up to be a part of some rescue plans this week. And let God rescue you from the broken and stuck places in your life. Don't be afraid of the curveballs coming your way. Because God's plan is all-star level for your life. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for each person listening today. I pray that those in ditches experiencing curveballs, God, will know and experience your rescue. May they see the curveball that you have of rescue. May we not expect a certain pitch or a certain, this to look a certain way, God, but may we trust our rescue plan to you. And I pray, God, most of all, that you will use each person here as part of your bigger rescue plan for others who are hopeless and desperate and stuck in ditches. Use the people of Horizon to be people who shine your light and ignite your your change for the sake of Jesus Christ restore our world, even after we've seen curveball after curveball after curveball. We love you. Thank you for being a God of rescue and restoration. Amen.